Hi, Latif Blessing. Subscribe to 110 Football. What's up, guys? Uh, thank you, Latif Blessing. Fitting that the two-time Supporter Shield winner leads us into the show uh, as he is one of only two players remaining from the inaugural 2018 roster. What's up, chat? You guys are lit. It's it's flying. The chat is flying right now. Good to see all of you. I hope a lot of you joined us over the weekend for that watch-along, which was incredible. Two guys that did not physically join me, but were able to join me remotely during that are Connor Colopsis and Christian Philemon, Philly. What's up, guys? How are you feeling uh, this Monday after what occurred on Sunday afternoon? I was just saying, I'm getting a 99 Bawanga tattoo on my back. Oh, like as we speak, is there someone hidden behind you? Just, I wish, I wish. Let's let um, me move us to to Philly, and Philly, if you're muted, God help us. But no, Philly, I, I shouldn't be muted. Even even when I'm Good. muted, I'm still loud, and I break through the sound barriers. <laughs> happy Monday, and I'm not coming through a office space cliche saying, but it really is a happy Monday. And I ain't no lumberjack, but it's sure fun to yell timber. It's a it's a good day. It's a good day. Well. Philly, you're no you're no stranger to tattoos like myself. What what tattoo would you get? Connor's getting a 99 Danny Bowanga. I'll ask the chat. You guys getting a tattoo after this weekend? Uh, Philly, what would be your tattoo of choice? I've honestly thought about this. Uh, the wings, the LAFC wings. I really would like to get it on on my forearm from like wrist to elbow. Uh, mm. and I couldn't do it on both because one of my arms is already tatted up. But it'd be kind of cool just to go like this and and flash the wing. For those who know, they know. And for those who don't know, it's a nice conversational piece. That would be the first one. But I, uh, I promised people ages ago, like once we passed, I don't know, like a thousand followers on Defenders that I would get that logo tattooed. So I think I should probably go with that one first. True. I mean, I promise is a promise. I would say this. The wing is very cool, but if you're going to do it and you know this as much as I do, Philly, you better have somebody with great line work because that that wing is all about perfect lines. And if you got a little, little shaky line, uh, I will judge you. I am here to judge all tattoos. And I can only <laughs> do that because I myself have some bad tattoos. Everyone's got one. Once you get enough, wow. sooner or later, you're going to get a bad tattoo. It's just the way it is. That's why Connor only has two. He's sticking with the two, and he's got two great ones. I know. Uh, I don't want to overdo it yet. Right. Well, let's uh, let's not ramble too much longer. I do want to remind you, chat, and as I asked you, what, what tattoos are you getting? What tattoos are you getting in the chat? But don't forget to like and subscribe if you have not already. We, those thumbs up really help us out. Obviously, subscribing, you'll never miss a show. Uh, and get busy in the chat, as you already have been. And let's kick off the show the way we do every week, although it's an extra special week. So if you woke up this morning and you were like, Man, where's that glow coming from? That's the that's the trophy supporter shield glow. You have it. Just enjoy it, bask in it, love it. Although it might be a nightlight when you try to go to sleep tonight. But let's start it off with what happened. What happened on that glorious Sunday? And I, I can't think of anyone better than Philly to take the reins here and just wax poetic on what happened on that beautiful Sunday in the Pacific Northwest. Ah, yes. We took a nice little trip to Providence Park in the beautiful state of Oregon, where we ended up engaging in battle with the pesky pine trees of Portland on their gross turf, a place that hasn't been friendly to us. I believe the last time we actually won in Portland was 2019, a trip in which Scarf and I actually actually took. Portland, not a very great place for us, and Portland riding a bit of a hot streak. But what eventually happened was we went up, <laughs> then they tied, then we were heartbroken, and then we won. And now all of a sudden we got this beautiful, beautiful, shine. well, not this small, but a supporter shield, a another supporter okay. shield to add to our trophy case. Yeah, it it's a lot bigger. I've held it, I've kissed it, I've almost tried to run with it, but 
Officially, we can lay claim to a statement that we are more than proud to say time and time again. As a result of Sunday, folks, we are best in the West and the best in MLS. That's exactly what happened. And if uh, you're waking up today after I saw some people saying they're hungover at work, maybe you thought, uh, did I dream that? Well, we've got some video for you. Let's go ahead and run that video of what, in fact, did happen after that 2-1 to one victory out there in Portland. Nothing makes me happier than grown men playing a kid's game, acting like kids afterwards. Uh, so, Philly, you filled us in on what happened. Uh, it was a it was a uh, roller coaster of emotions, if I if I may borrow that phrase. Uh, and now we saw kind of the aftermath. So, Connor, take us through what did we learn after Sunday? Vince, I mean, maybe it was more so what did the rest of MLS learn, right? We we knew a lot of these things. We learned that LAFC is still the best team in MLS. There was a, that dip in form that LAFC had a couple games earlier in which everyone, for some reason, just was like on the LAFC train. Then everyone hopped off saying, oh, it's Philly. Philly's catching up. Philly's going to win it. Philly's not going to be able to, uh, to, to, to lose the Sporter Shield race. You know what happened, Vince? They lost 4-0 to Charlotte. They let Daniel Rios scored four goals on them. That's not a good look, Philly, going into the uh, going into the postseason. And look, LAFC, they were able to scrap together a, a, a pretty impressive win. Denny Bawanga, I told you, I want to get a tattoo, a Denny Bawanga tattoo. Take that with a grain of salt. Um, maybe start with a Denny Bawanga jersey. Maybe maybe I'll get a jersey like the yeah. like the most of you guys. But but not only. Has he proven to be a game changer on the field? But now he has a stat on the board for LAFC going into the postseason. And look, you know, I I hate to bring this up now, but we also learned that, you know, when we did uh, have this dip in form, not only were people around MLS talking crap about LAFC, a lot of fans internally were talking a lot of smack regarding the coaching, regarding certain players. And look, my two cents worth is just let's not take – day-to-day results uh as they come right there's a bigger picture at play and and you know i want everyone to 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 support this supporter shield victory but like don't act like you weren't just like crapping on everyone a couple games ago come on come on what are we doing fair so that, uh, I, I will I say this a lot of- i will say this for for those of you uh that want to learn something right here uh, Daniel Rios, four goals, three goals, obviously a hat trick. In Italy, they would call that a poker. Uh, so something uh, to hold on to if you do. Uh, in fact, someone scores four goals again, you can wow your friends by calling it a poker. Uh, Philly, what did you what do you think? What do you think about what Connor's saying about what we learned from this? Well, just to kind of keep piggyback off the, the Danny Rios thing, from from what I, I gather, Portland in their franchise history has yet to score a hat trick. So Rios not only scored the first hat trick in club history, he did it before the entire team of Portland has. So that's kind of a cool thing. We, we also learned that Pablo Cisniega still likes LAFC because he got himself a clean sheet in his first start and his first ever minutes as a member of Charlotte FC. So I, uh, I shouted him out. I, I DM'd him. He didn't respond back, although I know he saw it. He doesn't want to get himself into trouble. That was a lot of fun. But 
going, what I really did learn is this is a team that does have intestinal fortitude and a team that plays with guts. It's not a team that shatters when things are going uh, rough for them. The 81st minute could have been such a gut punch when Aspria hit that header, which, by the way, beautiful cross by Claudio Bravo. That could have been a, a, a death punch because Portland playing for everything. Had their season on the line. You knew they were going to come at us and throw everything along with Portland. What, what's his name? Portland Jim, Portland John, whatever. Their lumberjack. Timber they were Joey. Throw everything at. What's that? Timber Joey. Dang it, I screwed that one up. Anyway, but I knew they were going to come through, and our boys showed guts. They showed resiliency. They could have even lost it after that controversial VAR scenario, but they stuck together. They stuck with it. They came out with tenacity and fire, and as a result of that, their efforts were awarded, rewarded. So that's that's what I learned. This team's got guts. A championship team is one that has to have guts, and they don't crumble under pressure and we know playing on turf sucks. Playing in Portland sucks. Portland sucks. But <laughs> our boys got guts, and that's all that matters. We won that back, game, and back this to is good. Connor, back to Connor, who has something to say, and I might add before he does, uh, Connor Klopp's is banned from Portland Stadium. Go ahead. We, didn't, we don't have to get into that, Vince. Well, I'm just saying that. Oh, I, dude, I, I don't I, even I, know this story. Hey, I think, it's, I think it's some street cred for you. Uh, I, I will say it this. Some we won't. Cred. We won't get into it too much, Philly, but while you were there in 2019, a certain young Connor Colopsis was there as well, causing trouble. Uh, but what were, what were you going to say? <laughs> uh, no, look, uh, Denny and Maxime Crapo had their joint press conference post-match to talk about the goal, talk about the win, and they were, uh, one, very happy, and Denny was, was going on about how it was a, a team effort, right? This wasn't a, a one-man game, although he was the one who kind of scored that goal, and he pulled it out of you know where, right? Like, out of, out of nowhere. Um, one thing I like, and a lot of people were going on and on about, oh, how these, these new signings LAFC made this season may have uh, disjointed the, the team a little bit. Maybe the chemistry is a little off. Maybe some players aren't as fit as they should be. I will say, going into the playoffs, you're going to need that 95th minute winner from Denny Buwanka. And he's a player that not only as a team, and, and you know, the team as a whole played well, you need a player to be able to step up in big moments like that. And, and that's, I'd say, a value add where you have a player with such quality that is going to be able to take three, four guys, if you're including the keeper, and score a goal like he did in the last minute. Going into the playoffs, that's what you're going to need. Yeah, I'll echo what you and Philly have said as well as Craig in the chat. A lot of people in the chat are, are mentioning this. The mentality uh, collectively and individually was the biggest, I think, thing we learned. Uh, because, look, I... I was on the watch along. I wasn't at the game. I crumbled. That that referee decision and the time it took, uh, that derailed me. And I'm just sitting there on a couch with with Jem Munoz and Max Bredos. Uh, but for the team to collectively pull it together, and I think it does go back to what you're saying, Connor, and Craig's saying this as well. There's a lot of new guys here, and I, I know a lot of people were like, well, this is going to ruin the chemistry on the field, but... You have to say that these guys now look to a Giorgio Chiellini and they look to a Gareth Bale and I think they see confidence. They see a resoluteness about them, about, you know, we've got match winners. We can overcome things. And, and Chiellini said it himself. He's like, look, there's going to be times when you go down a goal, but you can't crumble like you did in Austin. I think that was the biggest disappointment for him was when they went down a goal in Austin and just completely fell apart. This, this was different. I think what better time to have it happen than obviously to win the Shield, but one game, before the playoffs. So I'll, I'll take it since you guys have now hit the first two points. Where do we go from here? And I think it was said best by the captain, Carlos Velo. We, where do we go from here is this. We already know the pain 
of winning a supporter shield but not finishing the job in the playoffs. And so Carlos Vela said exactly what he needed to say and exactly what I think we're all thinking. There's one more game left in the season. There's a little bit of celebration. I think he said we can take maybe a day or an extra day. I love that he added on. He goes, we'll take a day. Oh, yeah, maybe maybe, maybe tomorrow too. We'll, we'll celebrate day a little bit. Day and a half. But then we got to get right back to it because we know that pain. So I think that that bodes well for what they need, they know they need to do, and Carlos will be saying that in that room. Guys, I know this feeling. Uh, we won a trophy, and we we blew it. Uh, I don't ever want to feel that again, and the real prize is MLS Cup. And then, two, going back to the point about the types of players that we've got in the room, the the Chiellinis, the Bales, that'll say, hey, guys, now we're playing in one-off games where every mistake matters that much more. Uh, every big play matters that much more, so we've got to really dig down. But this is, this game here, good game to get us ready for the playoffs. Uh, but one thing that a lot of people in the chat have pointed out is the playoffs will run through Bank of California Stadium. So we don't have to worry about at least being on the road while trying to pick ourselves up. Um, and so that kind of leads us to where we go from here, like in the literal sense is a home game uh, against Nashville. Uh, it will be the final game of the season with not really much to play for. So chat, I want you to get involved in this as well. And then after this, we'll do some some fan, uh, some chat questions. So start thinking of your questions. But where do we actually like literally go from here? What what are your guys' thoughts on what Steve Trundolo should do with his team with not really much on the line? Although I will say it would be kind of a bummer to raise the shield after a game against Nashville that you don't win or don't perform well. So I would think that a good performance is a good thing. But where are you guys' mindset at? Is it is it rest everyone or is it keep continuity ahead of the playoffs? Where where do you guys land? I'd say you look at it like a preseason game in which maybe you go out there and put the starters in, give them some more run, give them some more collective time together. Cause like you said, we have a lot of new players that still need to spend some more quality time on the pitch and, and gel in that way. And depending on how the game goes, sub some people out, let some other people have an opportunity. Like I wouldn't have a problem seeing Maxime Cripo chill on Sunday and, and seeing John McCarthy in there. I wouldn't have a problem seeing some of the younger boys, some of the academy kids, uh, if they make the 18 to play to get some run. Um, it's going to be fun welcoming back Walker Zimmerman. It's the first time wearing a non-MLS all-star jersey that we're going to see him. But I think, yes, you give the starters some run, and then you let some of the unused, not going to get minutes in the playoffs, guys, get some and have a taste of what it's like to be at Bank of California Stadium because – it's going to be amazing. The atmosphere is going to be jovial one way or another. I mean, we don't have that pressure. So we could actually go in there and enjoy ourselves, have a party. It's going to be a festive atmosphere. And then, again, we're going to have a supporter shield to, to raise there. It's going to be a beautiful thing. So I think get some, get the guys, the starters, some minutes, get some of the unused guys some more minutes and and chill because we got we got bigger and better things ahead of us than Nashville. B. Virtue makes a good point. Go big, get the win. We have a bye. That's true, too. That's a fair Connor? point. No, I just think, look, as much as I want to see some of the guys who, who may not get as much playing time get playing time, um, you're at a point in the season where, look, you actually don't have that much leeway into the playoffs. It's one one last game. Maybe if we had two or three games and we already had clinched the supporter shield at the rate we were expecting us to, then maybe, right? <laughs> then maybe you can consider doing that. I just feel... Nashville, quite possibly with the way things are currently and the way things may be come the end of that game, they could be an opponent that we're facing next. So this is the best last game you'd want is a home game against your quite possible next uh, opponent in, in the in the playoffs. So I say all gas, no breaks. 
Uh, you put on uh, on the A team, they'll have time to rest um, prior to playoffs. We have that bye, so I, I'm not worried on on that standpoint. And you want to celebrate with a win. If things don't go our way, then fine, whatever. We still won the supporter shield. We're still going to celebrate. And as Leonardo said, hey, Walker can be invited to the party if he wants. Well, you know what's, you know what's weird is uh, the last time we raised a supporter shield trophy, there was a former player there uh, as well. Uh, Christian Ramirez was there with Houston. Uh, and now Walker will be there when we do it. I wonder if he'll stick around to watch. I remember uh, Christian did stick around in the wings to kind of check it out, and he had every right to. He helped the team uh, push for that and then was, you know, moved along. Uh, so I think that that is interesting, and I, I will be, I'll be interested to see the reception. I know a lot of fans still love Walker. Uh, Connor, you and I got the chance to see him while we were out there in Minnesota, um, and he was very uh, kind and warm-hearted, and he he actually remembered me, so that was good. Yeah, I, that made me feel good. <laughs> yeah, I'm a witness to that. For the chat, uh, Walker Zimmerman remembers Vince. Yeah, and actually and didn't likes say, him too. Yeah, yes. he didn't. He didn't. You know what? He didn't get on me for being like LAFC will be fine without Walker Zimmerman. So good for him. He probably <laughs> not paying attention to some of the things that I said. Uh, I didn't. I didn't crush him or anything. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it's an interesting point, and I, I don't. So like, I think you should use all five subs, but. Uh, where I d diverge from you, Philly, is I think you should only use subs that you will use in the playoffs. I don't. I actually don't think Academy guys or even a Danny Trejo or you know John McCarthy because it's like, yes, you want to get them time and they deserve it in some ways, but at the same time, like if they're not going to be used in the playoffs, then you're aren't you missing an opportunity to get Teo more time, to get Bale more time, uh, maybe Latif and Mendez more time. I think they they might become um, important in this in this playoff run. So I don't think there's a wrong answer but it will be interesting it, this is the last thing that, that's really going to be interesting uh, ahead of the playoffs is how steve approaches this game uh with you know nothing really on the line to be honest uh and with that as we kind of have talked about what happened what we learned and where do we go uh we're moving on to fan questions so if you guys uh, can start getting some fan questions in there uh first fan question uh not really so much a question i think it's more of a statement is it LAFC against the refs in the playoffs? Do you guys want to talk more about that referee decision? It's LAFC or... against everybody in the playoffs, guys. What have we learned in our five years of existence is that everybody hates LAFC, whether you're uh, a Galaxy fan, whether you're a fan of any other team in MLS, whether you work for MLS, whether you're a pundit on MLS, or whether, you know, you're the referees. Everyone hates LAFC. We're the team that nobody wants to play or the team that nobody likes and I like that. We're the bad boys in town. That's our that's our thing, right? And so no matter who it is, it's all it'll always be refs against LFC. I, and I hate it. I mean, I just I think that there should be some kind of explanation today or tomorrow from Pro because going into the playoffs and I've seen it in the chat, there's not a lot of confidence in these referees and there wasn't let's let's just put it this way, there wasn't much left before this. And it's not just LAFC fans. Uh, as Max Bredos pointed out in our watch along, Pat Noonan of FC Cincinnati railed on the refs. Uh, Brian Schmetzer has had plenty of things to say about the refs from the Sounders. I mean, Philly, do you have, you, you brought it up. You said some of these guys might be going to the World Cup too. So like, how much could they ruin some players' careers in the next two months? I mean, very much so. I mean, they've been rather inconsistent. I mean, we could go back to the FC Dallas game where Ryan Hollingshead got a red card. 
And I mean, they were quick to just give him that 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 penalty and put us in a, in a crap situation. I mean, it's fairly identical to what happened to Opoku in the last game. And then they took forever and a day to make that decision. I mean, it, it, it's abysmal. And some of these guys, yes, they are going to the World Cup to officiate in Qatar. Some of them are doing other international tournaments. So if you're telling me that pro referees, which I've blatantly said stands for pretty rancid officiating, these guys are not only going to leave MLS, but they're going to go represent the world. I'd be terrified uh, if I were some of these uh, countries going in and, and seeing some of the, the quality of these crap referees. But I will say this, what Max did bring up at the end of the uh, watch party, hindsight being 2020, of course, had it not taken so long to go to VAR, we wouldn't have been in that scenario to have Danny Buanga score a goal in the 90th plus fifth minute. We might have only had three minutes of stoppage time or four. So yeah. we kind yeah. of got lucky in that scenario. But obviously together. we can't look to the officiating all the time. And we should never, ever put the game in their hands. Because as we've seen, MLS refs will MLS. And I'm a firm proponent. And P and Pro stands for pretty rancid officiating. Like, I, I, I don't want like to harp on put it, it all. Much, he though. galaxy brained it and brought it all the way back around <laughs> to actually... The referees are on our side. And shout out to Oscar. They hate us because they ain't us. James Franco quote. Fantastic, Oscar. I really appreciate that. That's made me laugh. What were you going to say, Connor? No, I just don't want to harp on it too much. But the fact, like, not even regarding LAFC, like, how many times this season around MLS have we said, oh, like, they should do a deep dive into what that process was like when they were discussing mm -hmm. the call, right? Because, I, you know, I want to sit here and, and ask ourselves, like, how do we fix it, right? Like it's, and it's accountability, right? I think there's a there's there's a lack of accountability with with the referees and a lack of transparency. Where no, if you take six minutes to discuss uh, a call like that, I think fans and and the league is in in every right to to want to hear what that discussion was, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think I mean I've I've been on the record saying maybe some kind of uh uh maybe some kind of trade. Like go to Spain, go to England, have some of our refs hang out with them for a while and see how they do it, and then maybe we get a couple of theirs for a couple of games just to just to kind of see how they referee the game and how how it changes. I don't know what the correct answer is, but I, I'm with you, Connor. I would like to hear uh, what went on during that six minute conversation. How you get from hey, come check this out to no, 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 it's just a corner. I didn't see anything that changes my mind. That's that's interesting. Uh, but let's move along. Like you said, let's not harp on referees. Let's talk about playoffs. People are asking uh, what who LAFC might play. Uh, one question was, is there a chance they could play the Galaxy? Where are the playoff matchups right now? So LAFC has a bye. And the way it works is they don't reseed. So LAFC plays the winner of the 4-5 matchup no matter what. Whether it's 5 or 4 or if 7 yep. beats 2, they still play the 4-5 matchup. And as it stands right now, the LA... Sorry, I was about to say I was about to say make, make people really mad. But I was going to try to be all professional broadcaster. The Galaxy have a home game. The Galaxy have a home game, and if they were to win, they would be our our second round opponent uh, at, at Bank of California who Stadium. Would be, who who would they be playing? Nashville. So I mean, Which hey, we play. So, look, that's so a pretty if, decent matchup in my opinion. So, and the Galaxy have to go to Houston for the final game of the season, which they have a horrible record in final games of the season in Houston. Uh, whereas if Nashville were to get some points off us, it would actually put Nashville into the spot to host that game and probably the galaxy traveling all the way to Nashville. So take what you will from that. We got another question from somebody uh, just speculating and we can do this because we're a fan show. Uh, who does it, who does LAFC play in MLS cup final? Now, now we're, we're just saying, we're not trying to get too far ahead of ourselves, but 
if you had to predict LAFC makes it all the way to MLS Cup final, who who are they playing? Who do you think, Philly? Who do you think they would come up against? I mean, I'd say it's an obvious answer and one in which the league would want to see and one in which would shut everybody up who's booing on the other side. Dupe, I want to rearrange that acronym into poop. I'd say we play the Philadelphia Union at Bank of California Stadium. I would I mean that would be the that would be the best game. But Connor, we so I think rarely that's the game get, we all I can't want. even Yeah, but when was the last time it was a one v one? I don't think it's ever been never. the number it's, one seeds have both been to the final. No, yeah, it's the, the first is, time for everything. I, I, I'm is. a believer that you want to play the best opponents possible. I know we talked about it a little bit last week where it's like, no, no one's going to remember the opponents you played. They're just going to remember the fact that you won a trophy, right? And I get that, but, you know, I, I, I don't want – I'm not going to look at this schedule and be like, I want to play the team that's ranked lowest, right? No, I want to play the team – I want to play Austin. I want to play the Galaxy. I want to play Philly. I want to play these teams uh, to really show that we are the best team. So if you're asking me, I, I want Philly in the final come to L.A. just so we can crush them. Philly who? Philly some, peop- who? some people are mentioning Montreal, which let's point this out. Philly actually isn't secure in the number one spot. It could be Montreal. If Philly really falls off a cliff and Montreal wins their final game, then it's Montreal taking that that top spot. So Montreal is a good shout. I think right now they're the class. Uh, we have uh, somebody saying NYCFC or the previous champs. That w- obviously MLS would love that too. An LA New York matchup in LA, and not oh, a- and you know where I'm going with, it. A- and not at a baseball stadium in a real <laughs> soccer stadium uh, would be fantastic. Uh, they used our grounds as home our... once anyway. <laughs> if if we play That's Montreal, true. so maybe they, maybe the they can final... feel like it's a home home game. No, yeah, what are you gonna I'm do about gonna... that, Connor? You're you're Canadian. No, you were gonna you were gonna slander some French Canadians, weren't you? No, not <laughs> why specifically French Canadians. No, I was just gonna slander Canada. L.A. over because Montreal, Canada, French Canadian. Oh, no, wow. I know, but wow, not he's... specifically. Okay, I'm just saying. I was gonna say saying, our my Canadian heritage will go out the window if that's the case in the final. Uh, our producer. Well, who do you want to see, Vince? Um, uh, who do I want to see? Uh, I would love like uh, Inter Miami to get in and somehow make a run. We'll just play Inter Miami. I I mean I I look I get because you want to see Beckham. I get it. I get it. We all do. Yeah, I, I miss I miss that handsome man. Um, and obviously he misses us. He had such a great time last time he was at the bank. Although came with uh, he arrived at the bank probably with COVID, which was probably not a good idea. But uh, I don't. I, I'm with you, Connor. You got to beat. You want to beat the best. So I think I think Philly LAFC is the best matchup. I would love to see that game. Uh, but I also just want to win. So. I don't know if if one of those lower seeds underdogs comes to bank and we can crush him. I don't care. No one will, no one will remember who we played. They'll just remember that we won the double, and I'll take that all day. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you know what? But I think I'll what? rescind my Go. answer if you don't mind. So uh, like as I'm a, I'm a big fan of professional wrestling as you all know, and so I'm gonna echo the words of the great Rick Flair. Uh, Rick Flair to be the man, you gotta beat the man. And honestly, NYCFC until they're knocked out of the playoffs, they're still the reigning champions. So to me, forget the Philadelphia Union. Bring on New York. And for me, that'd be fun because I had season tickets for NYCFC in 2015. It'd be great to see them at Bank of California Stadium, but it'd be even greater to see L.A. beat them. L.A. greater than New York, and this is coming from a New Yorker. That's true. A lot of people are saying they would like to see uh, the Galaxy in the conference final. The way it's shaping up, the Galaxy would have to drop some places, which is so weird that they'd have to drop places in order to face us in the conference final. But that's just the way the seating uh, kind of plays out. Uh, is anyone else relieved that you don't have to see Rui Diaz? I, I am. 
The guy's a killer in the playoffs. I'm so glad that Seattle's not in the playoffs. Yeah, that's a good question. How relieved are you that Seattle has broken their playoff streak and they will not, you don't, have to, don't even have to worry about them? I, w- I want to crap on Seattle, but like, it's also a very weird moment. I feel like the, I think the last time that they m- missed out on playoffs was when the, the league had like 14 teams. And, like, part of me, mm-hmm. like, again, I really hate Seattle for everyone concerned. The entire Pacific Northwest is, like, so gross to me. But, you know, <laughs> it's weird. They're, like, one of those always in the playoffs. And it's just, like, a alternate reality that we're in now that they're not there. I mean, I pure like poetic justice would be us getting the Galaxy in the next round, beating the absolute crap out of them. And then having that Western Conference final rematch from 2019, because I know there's some of us out there that still have PTSD thinking about that game. So that would be awesome to not only knock out the Galaxy, then the Sounders on our way to the final. But alas, that's not going to be the case. Seattle's already made their history this season, winning CONCACAF Champions League. Let them sit this one out. Let us take the mantle for being the best in the West. David Day has it all planned out. Galaxy, Austin, NYCFC, Club America. He's already he's looking one step ahead. I, I like I it. Like David. it. You're, you're already looking at CONCACAF Champions League, which we will have next year. But we'll we'll talk about that when we get there. We got playoffs on our mind. And of course, a big celebration coming up Sunday at the bank. If you guys have tickets, I highly recommend being there. If you don't have tickets, uh, you might need to mortgage your house to get one because there's going to be a lot of people that want to be there. But one way or the other, we will be there. The three of us, we will be there for pre and post on 110 football right outside uh, the Pepsi Plaza. So if you're there, come join us. Maybe if you, even if you don't have a ticket, you can just come hang out with us before or after the game and we can talk about it and celebrate and talk about the raising the shield and celebrate and get ready for the playoffs. So uh, join us for that. Yep, there's the shield. Will you bring that with you? No, because I'm afraid I'll lose it. <laughs> That's why I bring cheap Smart. sunglasses to the bank because I lose everything. Smart. All right, well, thank you guys for your questions. I'm going to move us along to our uh, stoppage time segment, uh, which is our our uh, panel's chance to talk about anything that they want. And I think because we're talking about the final home game and I know his stoppage time, uh, set what his stoppage time segment is, I would like Connor Kolopsis to go ahead and kick us off. Connor, what are you going to chat about? My stoppage time is home sweet home, baby. We're home. We clinched the supporter shield and I know it's good to win uh a trophy and you know you you take that with as much value as you can but the biggest takeaway i had was the fact that we will not have to play an away game anymore this season even into the postseason um i was nervous that if we were to make mls cup and let's say we didn't win supporter shield that we would have to play in philly in november which uh i would be very afraid of not gonna lie um but no, I'm just very excited that each game will have the 3252 chanting their hearts out. It'll be the home game, and I am very, very confident in our ability to defend the bank going forward into the playoffs. And I will say, I have some stats here. Okay, Vince. Um, oh, LAFC. Yes. So look, uh, I was watching MLS Extra Time uh, last week, and uh, I, 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 I quite like. This is the only Charlie show you. Davies. This is the only show you need. Oh, I you like? like Charlie oh, Davies, are you about to dunk on Charlie Davies? He, I am 100% going to dunk on Charlie Davies because for some (laughs) reason, maybe he was just jumping on this, like, Twitter bandwagon that Philly was somehow going to just, like, swoop in and sucker punch LAFC. 
he was just harping mm-hmm. on the fact that they're definitely winning both games. LAFC is not going to win in Portland. It, they're going to have a really hard time beating Nashville. And that Philly's going to win the uh, Support Shield. And then they're going to go and win MLS Cup. And he was so certain. And, you know, his biggest point was that Philly is unbeatable at home. Well, you know, other than one loss, LAFC technically has a better record at home this season. Mm-hmm. 16 matches played. We have 13 wins. They have 11. They have five draws. We have two. The only difference is we have one loss, unfortunately, and you have to mm-hmm. take that for all it's worth, right? But we have a 2.56 points per game ratio at home, and they have a, a 2.38. Like, we're technically better at home. So all of his arguments were going through the window because he didn't back it up with statistics. So look, Charlie Davies, you're a great guy, but you can't just come on like a – uh, an arguably unbiased uh, show and just like harp on Philly just for them to get scored on four times by Daniel Rios, bro. Come on. <laughs> anyway, so all I'm saying is we're home. We have one of the best records at home in this league, arguably the best record at home in this league, and we're going to go all the way to MLS Cup. We're going to have an MLS Cup here in sunny Los Angeles. I will say extra time is good. It's where, you know, they, they do a tough job. They have to cover the whole league. Although, because they're on the East Coast, it does seem like little leaning towards that that coast, uh, which but is But I don't, fine. like, I just I just don't get it. It was just, like, so, like, in your face. And look, I'm, like, all four people hating LAFC. I was talking at the top of the show. I like being the bad guys. But it's, like, you can't mm-hmm. just, like, say that and then get, like, completely debunked the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philly, I know. Well, we know Weeby's also- a Galaxy fan, so not completely East Coast. I know he has an altar, a shrine to the Galaxy, which is so creepy. And if there's anybody we should dunk on too, is Doyle, the armchair analyst. Uh, I forget where he said this, whether it was extra time or whether he tweeted it or whatever, but he was talking about how Danny Buanga is LAFC's version of Kevin Cabral. No way. No way. The body of work isn't anywhere remotely close to that of Cabral. Cabral's trash. Danny Buanga's the future. Well, well, this is where you Kevin Cabral is trash, and this is where you'll probably have some common ground with Galaxy fans. <laughs> That's right. true. I don't like the only common ground. Well, but I, I would add this. This is where you add the um, Mad Max uh, Tom Hardy uh, gif. That's bait. That was bait, guys. Don't take that bait from Doyle. He was totally baiting all of you guys. And uh, Philly, I know what your stoppage time segment is, and I think that it's the best capper. Um, and also, you've kind of segued nicely into what mine is. So I'm going to go ahead and take the lead here, and then I'm going to have you take us home. Uh, you're talking about Denny Bwonga. I want to talk about Denny Bwonga. And guys, I know how much fun it is to dunk on people. We've been doing it throughout the show. Connor just tried to dunk on Charlie Davies. I think he did a pretty good job. Uh, Philly dunking on Doyle. But I want to remind you guys that at the end of the day, we're here to kind of educate and entertain. Uh, and there's been something out there uh, that you guys have all been dunking on, a certain journalist in Brazil Danny Bonga <laughs> is like Brian Rodriguez. I, I hate to break it to you. I, mean, I know that he was wrong in the way he worded it. Uh, but guys, let's let's be honest. Danny Bonga is about five years older than Brian Rodriguez. He is the finished product. And, and if San Etienne wouldn't have been relegated, there's probably no chance that he actually ends up in L.A. because they would need him so badly with nine goals and six assists last season. He was definitely the best player. But in terms of just player profiles, Danny Buonga and Brian Rodriguez are cut from the same cloth. It's just Brian Rodriguez being 20 years old, and I've said this multiple times, 20, now 21. If he had the finished product that Danny Buonga had at 21, he ain't coming to LAFC. He's going from Penderol straight to uh, Man City or somewhere in England or a big top-tier club 
kind of like Julian Alvarez left River Plate to go straight to Man City. That's really what's lacking. But the guys, again, the player profile is the same. They are that elusive winger inside forward that they can pick up the ball from deep areas, which we saw Denny do against the Timbers, make guys miss and really put guys under pressure when they get into the opponent's box. Now, Brian, again, has not put it all together. And I think that's why he needed a change of scenery. And let's be honest, he was never going to finish his career here in L.A. He was always eyeing another move. And even at Club America, he will be, again, eyeing another move. But I'm just trying to be honest with you guys. Uh, these type of players are incredible. I think that they're the most fun players to watch. I told somebody after the watch along, I said, anytime you see a player that can do something that is somewhat reminiscent of one Diego Armando Maradona, that's a good player. Um, and you see Brian Rodriguez against the Galaxy, scores that goal. It's probably still the best goal in LAFC history just from pure skill-based. That's a that's a Maradona goal. Danny Buonga's goal in Portland, that's a Maradona goal. You know, you had guys like Roberto Baggio who played kind of in a similar way. It's just guys that can beat players with the ball at their feet are so dangerous because guess what? The ball's still at your feet. You've eliminated players. You've forced other guys to move to open up spaces, but you can now pass. You can shoot. You can continue to dribble. I love guys that can pass really well, but when you pass, you got to rely on the next guy to receive the ball well, move it into the next space. When you dribble and you can beat guys, you're just so much more dangerous. So I just want to put that out there. Uh, I'm sorry, Bruno. You've said some bad things, and now I've said your name on our show. Uh, there's probably going to be some T-shirts made after some uh, prognostications that you had in preseason by our friend Slippy, and I think the three of us and a lot of people in the chat uh, will also all have that. But I just want to, I want to put it out there that although he was very, very wrong in the way he worded it, they are similar players, just very in different spectrums, kind of on the age range and being the finished product. And But I'm very thankful that Denny Buonga is now our left wing and not Brian Rodriguez, although I wish Brian Rodriguez the best of luck, and I still think he's a very good player and possibly will get that move to Europe one day if he plays well at Club America. So, But I'd love to beat you in the Champions League final before you go. All right, I'm going to pass it along to Philly to round us out. And like I said, he's... Uh, He's got that. Uh, he's got a topic that I think is is a perfect capper uh, for us. So go for it, Philly. One last thing I want to say about your your Brazilian journalist friend. If I were to judge a team's future performance based on preseason, then the New York Jets might have won a couple of Super Bowls uh, over the past thirty years. So preseason doesn't matter, Bruno. Stop being an idiot. And by the way, Slippy, my shirt size is a large. Now, as far <laughs> as I'm concerned, my stoppage time is as follows. Folks, we know it's all about MLS Cup. It's MLS Cup or bust. I totally get it. But this, the Supporters' Shield actually does matter. And you'd have to be short-sighted not to think it does. This has been a trophy that has been recognized by this league since 1999. Fifteen teams have won this, and only seven of them happen to win the Shield and the MLS Cup in the same year. We're looking to break number eight. But the reason why it's so important, and this alludes back to Connor's point, it gives you home field advantage for the duration of the playoffs. Not just the Western Conference, the entire playoff. Everything up until the final. We are not leaving the friendly confines of Bank of California Stadium, the Cathedral of the Black and Gold. And that's as a result of us winning the Supporters' Shield. It's so hard 
to win on the road in MLS. And going into yesterday's matchup against Portland, LAFC was 0-4-1 in their last five games on the road. They're going to be happy to be home. They have a shield. They clinch the West. They clinch the shield. Final boom. And as a result of that, that gives us a berth into the CONCACAF Champions League, which is obviously something that matters. Seattle Sounders fans know what I'm talking about. Enough of this idiotic crap that this trophy doesn't matter. Everybody that's poo-pooing us, in particular that the fans of the team down the 110, y'all would have been bragging in our faces if you would have had the best record. But bottom line is you haven't really done jack since we entered the league. And if it doesn't matter to you so much, take the supporter shield years that you want off of your off your boards. Take it away if it doesn't matter. It absolutely does matter. I'm so sick of hearing people say, oh, who cares? It very much cares. CONCACAF Champions League, home field advantage. That's money in the pockets, and that's home field advantage. Stop being a moron. Supporter Shield matters. And I dropped the mic. That, uh, I love that feeling. voice was exactly how they sound, too. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I love but it. To, to feel it. To Philly's point, like all it is is it really proves whom the best team throughout the duration of the season is. And I think for LAFC fans, at least we can look back on it and say this team was good, maybe even great. And Steve Chirondolo did a very, very good job in his first year as a head coach, regardless of how much you weigh the importance of the supporter shield. Yeah, it's the overall best record. And I know a lot of people will say, well, yeah, you don't play each team twice home and away, but yeah, that makes it a balanced schedule. But who's to say that that's even the best way to do it? Look, it, at the end of the season, at the end of seven months, or it's been compacted this year, so it's more like six and a half, you were the best team. And for and back to Connor's point for LAFC, you were the best team at home. So every time your supporters showed up at home and they cheered their hearts out, they usually got to walk away with a win and some goals. I mean, what more can you ask for from your team? It's just, it is, I do think, though, that it's fun that, here in America and MLS, we also have this little three-game, four-game run where you can get another trophy. I love all trophies, but I do think that watching my team play the best over a longer period of time is probably going to be the trophy that I prefer the most. And then to Philly's point, you do get a lot of rewards from it. You get the home field advantage. You get CONCACAF Champions League. And someone's actually asking, does Austin now get a spot? Uh, no, but just by the Supporter Shield is actually, you get it by winning... If you win the supporter shield, you've had to have won your, won your conference, um, and so that's it's it's kind of it, it's not really the supporter shield winners per se. It's the conference winner that gets it. So it will be whoever wins between Montreal and, and uh, Philly in the East that gets that, unless LAFC wins MLS Cup. Now that's when Austin might be in business as a team that has a lot of points. Although I think that with the way Montreal is playing, it's going to go to the team that has the second most points in either conference. And Montreal, I think, is going to finish with more points than Austin. So, Austin, your only chance is MLS Cup. And might I remind you, as we've been talking about all through this, you have to come to Bank of California Stadium if you do want to win it at some point, probably. So, that's going to be tough. I just, I'm just going to put it out there for you right now, Austin. Probably not going to be in CONCACAF Champions League. But that's our show. Uh, a great show it was. You guys, the chat was lit. A lot of people in here, uh, you know, with that, like I said, supporter shield glow. And why not keep celebrating it? And we'll continue to celebrate it all the way through Sunday with that final home game. Philly will continue to kiss and keep that replica in a very safe place so he does not lose it. But thanks for watching. Thank you, Connor. Thank you, Philly. And you guys, if you are going to be out there Sunday, let's keep the celebration rolling. Come out and join us. Pepsi Plaza. 110 Football will be there before and after the match. And if you haven't already, please go ahead and like this video and subscribe. Uh, I'm running out of breath. I'm running out of words. Guys, do you have anything to cap it to get us out of here? 
I love you guys. We want to support Shield. Take the day to celebrate. Come on. Best in the West and best in MLS, baby. There you go. Boom. End it. That's that's how it ends. Best in the West and best in MLS.